and Woke Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is February 2nd. It's the Nate Cook Show. It's just me today. I wanted to put something out early in the week because we had just incredible games of football and we had the Tom Brady retirement and just so much going on in the sports world that I wanted to give you a podcast. We're going to do our normal podcast on Friday. Looking like we're going to have Dante on, maybe Tim. We're going to break down some college basketball. It's going to be a good show. But let's talk some football. We've only got a couple more days weeks in which we can do it and we just had an incredible slate of games we'll talk about the tom brady stuff here in a little bit towards the end of the show but let's talk Bengals chiefs real quick let's talk about the fact that the cincinnati Bengals are going to the super bowl i live in cincinnati right now the town is on fire the it is so cool to be in a city where the team is really good. I've never really had that experience. Yeah, I've been a fan of teams that have won championships, but I've never been in the city for that, and it is an awesome feeling. This place has so much great energy right now, and that game was awesome to watch. I mean, what can we not say? Joey Cool is the man. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals, the way that they were able to draft Joe Burrow and then Jamar Chase and the other players and weapons they have and set this run up, it has been so cool. I think, honestly, at this point, can we all agree that the Bengals are sort of America's team? Like, this is America's team right now. And the defensive changes they made, everything was awesome. And I know there's a raging debate right now. Was it the Chiefs that blew the game? Was it the Bengals who won the game? And I think if we're being honest and we want to have a real conversation, it's a mixture of both. I mean, it, it's a mixture of the fact that the Bengals played their absolute asses off in the second half, the defense, I mean, incredible. And we talked about this last week. This defense had to earn its paycheck. It's the third most expensive defensive line. It's the third most expensive secondary. And they earned that paycheck. They lived up to that paycheck. That secondary, can we give a, a real moment of just applause to them? I mean, this secondary, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody hold up in coverage for as long as they had to hold up in coverage on those long, drawn-out plays where Patrick Mahomes was buying time. And then the defensive effort to track him down. I mean, absolutely incredible. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it. And when we ask and when we talk about, you know, what happened, how did this collapse happen? It was obviously a bunch of mistakes, but it's it's a thing that it made Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and what Tom Brady did on the field so great. And it is a lack of discipline that lost the Chiefs this game. It's the same thing with the Packers and why Aaron Rodgers is going to be watching the Super Bowl instead of playing in it. It is what defines and why Tom Brady is the best quarterback we've ever seen and everybody else is just playing for seconds. And it's because he has a higher level of discipline than we have ever seen a football player have. And he was paired with a head coach in Bill Belichick who has a higher level of discipline than any head coach has ever had. And Patrick Mahomes talked about this at the end of the game in his press conference about how there were throws that he could have made that he chose not to make and he went big play hunting and trying to get something bigger. That's discipline. Tom Brady, go back and watch his first Super Bowl. That famous John Madden, may he rest in peace, clip of him saying they should really take this to overtime and run out the clock here. And Instead, Tom Brady marches them methodically down the field, taking chunks as he can get it, making the easy throw, whatever the defense is getting. That's, how, that's what made his career. He's constantly the guy. In all facets of his life, he is the most disciplined, and that leads to him working the hardest. That leads to his strict diet. That leads to him taking what the defense gives him, picking his shots. Mahomes didn't have the discipline to take what was in front of him. Aaron Rodgers, same thing throws into triple coverage at the end of the game instead of taking a wide-open player down the field. Discipline. 
Now, they all have great discipline, obviously, to get to the positions they are, to even be in the conversation of, are they the greatest of all time? What is their potential to get where they are? But Tom Brady has a level that we have never seen, we may never see again. We definitely won't ever see the success that he had. Too many things had to go right. Like I said, he had to be paired with the most disciplined, greatest head coach of all time. He's the greatest player of all time. Certain things had to go right, but that is the difference maker. And Andy Reid wasn't disciplined enough. Eric Benemy wasn't disciplined enough in their play calling, in the way they attacked the Bengals' defense, and the Dangles hung in there. Joey B has instilled a attitude into this Bengals. It's a never let die attitude. It's a no matter what the situation, we are never out of this game. We were always in the fight. And for as much kind of crap as I've given Zach Taylor, and I do think there's an element that the Bengals are sort of winning in spite of him. Um, and I I think Eric Taylor is a great guy. I think the things he are, he's doing in the city are fantastic. I don't think he's as good of a coach as everybody wants to make him out to be, but he's in the Super Bowl. And so there, that's credit to him. But there are things that if he can just adjust a little thing, for example, why are we running the ball every time on first down, up the middle against Chris Jones, one of the best defensive tackles, an interior part of that line that is getting mauled all the time. His play calling is very predictable. If he can get a little less predictable, if he can try to bypass third down but being more aggressive on first down, and we've seen it at times when they have, and not making sure Joe Burrow has to be perfect on third down, this team, the sky is the limit for them. The way their cap structure is set up, the young players they have on rookie inexpensive deals right now, I mean... This could be something, but windows in the NFL are so small and so short. I hope they capitalize on it. But Zach Taylor, great guy. He's not as bad of a coach as I've been giving him out to be. I hope there are some things they learn. And it's, you know, he took the Travis Steele approach. First halves are overrated. And we've seen that. The Bengals have played better. You see the a, a change in the style of play calling. If they could just have more consistency in the first half like they do in the second half, the play calling could be a little bit more consistent. And that's all part of a learning experience. He's a young head coach. That could come. But if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I think you have to be just over the moon about the quarterback you have in place for the future, the weapons you have in place in the future, the defense you have right now. If you can just upgrade like a guard, a tackle, maybe get another, add another coverage linebacker, whoo, this Bengals team is going to be dangerous. And they're going to have a, a spot to compete at the highest of levels in the NFL for a long time coming. But as we know, we saw it with the Jacksonville Jaguars only a couple of years ago. Windows in the NFL are short, and I think that's what we're getting to here with the Chiefs. Like, Mahomes' cap hit is only going to get worse. The aging of Travis Kelsey and some of their stars is only going to get worse. Their window is starting to close, um, and it's going to be very interesting to see how they go down the line. But the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl against the Los Angeles Rams, and we've hinted on it. We'll talk about it more when I get a football crew on here, but what an absolute... I, I don't even know what you do with Kyle Shanahan at this point. I, I don't honestly know what is going on there and his inability, and this is something we've talked about on the pod. He, he's clearly an incredibly smart coach. He's incredibly innovative. He plays call his play calling ability is fantastic all up until the end of the games. And that's kind of that thing where we've talked, you know, he's got obviously a good head coach. 
but we want to crown him as this great head coach. And we've been more hesitant on this Trophy Cods podcast in saying, I think he's a good coach. He's definitely not a great coach. And it's because it seems to be an inability, I don't know if it's an inability to, to manage the big picture and he's too into the, but like Dabo Sweeney, or Dabo Sweeney, Tebow Samuel, last touched the ball at like the 12.30 mark in the fourth quarter. Like, what are we doing? The Rams had no timeouts. And they completely got away from running the ball, even at the end there. Like, I know you've got to go down the field, but you had time to run in, mix in a couple runs, get some momentum going in the right direction, not putting it on Jimmy G to just make these giant plays, which he's sort of incapable of. And it's just, we'll talk about it more in the breakdown, but, and the same thing with the Rams. The Rams were just trying to throw away the game. You know, I don't know what McVay's, you know, clock management, timeout management was terrible. Matthew Stafford, I mean, there are a couple throws in there where you're like, what are you doing, bud? What are we doing here? Um, And so, it's going to be a fantastic Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl we wanted. We wanted Bengals-Rams. It's setting up to be an awesome matchup. We're going to break it down in its entirety next week. Um, and I cannot wait. But this was going to be a quick one. Just wanted to get something out to you. And I wanted to talk about Tom Brady for a little bit. Um, I, I released a video today right when I got the news that he had retired. And my thoughts were kind of all over the place. They're still all over the place. I, I haven't really had a ton of time today to process it and it sounds lame and sappy but it's it's incredible the role people that we never have met in our entire lives can play in our life it's incredible the power some of these people have to distribute joy and happiness and excitement and pain and sadness and just all the human emotions and for those of you who are unfamiliar with the story you know uh, I was lucky enough to be born to a New England family, a great family, but born to some people that are, that are from the Northeast, uh, Massachusetts and Rhode Island to be specific. And I, when I grew was growing up, I gravitated towards baseball, hockey, and basketball. So I was a big Red Sox fan. You know, My joke is I came out the womb and they slapped a, a baseball cap on me right away, uh, a Red Sox cap. And then you know, I was a big Bruins Celtics fan and then I moved to Virginia um, right before I turned about eight. And the area I moved to in Virginia was obsessed with football. I mean, football is king. And that's how I really started to develop my love for the sport. But everybody at the time was like, who's your favorite team? Who's your favorite team? Who do you like? Who do you root for? And at the time I was eight, I was obsessed with pirates. And I thought it was so cool and badass that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a pirate ship in their stadium. So I was like, screw that. I'm a Bucks fan. I'm, I'm going to rebel against my family a little bit. I'm not going to be a Pats fan. <laughs> little did I know what that was going to entail and the just giant miss I had at, at being a, a Pats fan. But I'm a diehard Bucks fan. Bucks till I die. No matter how much I've wanted to quit them, no, no matter how dark it's gotten there, I've always been a Bucks fan. And I've supported the Patriots from afar, quietly and not so quietly. Um, but then the football gods rewarded that. And Tom Brady came and signed it. I can't even begin to describe the amount of joy and happiness that ran through my body when I learned that Tom Brady was coming to the Bucs and then Gronk was going to come to the Bucs. And it just, it was perfect. It was like a dream. And won a Super Bowl, had a great year this year. I do wish that, you know, 
you kind of knew this might be his last year. There had been rumblings all season. But you do kind of wish we had got one more year. One more year to soak it all in. One more year to to see the king play. And, I mean, he is an absolute king. Going out like that, no sappy goodbye tour, nothing. Just playing at an all-time high level. MVP candidate, probably going to win the MVP, leading in some major cat statistical categories. Just an absolute baller. And it's crazy to say that at 44, this man still probably has a couple years left, like really good competitive years. Like he beat Father Time. He completely, he fought Father Time for 22 rounds in one. Utter domination. Um, it's an incredible career. We're never going to see anything like that. We're never going to see another story and success like Tom Brady. It's just never going to happen. We're going to see generational talents. We're going to see guys who can play the quarterback position at such an incredibly high level that it's sort of baffling that they're even able to do that. It's hard to comprehend, but we're never going to see a guy like Tom Brady again. And I was wondering, you know, I, I posed the question a couple of weeks or a couple of days ago, like, I don't know if football's even ready for Tom Brady to go. I mean, I know there's some people that are definitely ready for him to go, but the sport of football, because he has been such an icon and he makes games so crazy incredible and no matter the situation you know he's always got a shot in it um but the afc is gonna the young crop of quarterbacks we have are gonna help ease that transition i mean the afc quarterback crop is incredible nfc is a mess but the afc guys are just it, it's in good hands. I made the comparison a couple weeks ago. There will, there will never be a, another Tom Brady, but as far as like people want to say like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are going to be the Manning versus Brady rivalry. No, 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 no. That's Joe Burrow, a.k.a. Tom Brady, versus Justin Herbert, a.k.a. Peyton Manning. That's going to be that rivalry. Mark it down now. That is the prediction. Um, one's going to have more success than the other, but they're going to duel it out in the playoffs. It's going to be awesome to watch, but you can't. They're going to be their own individual guys. Like I said, there's never going to be another Tom Brady. But incredible career. It's sad to see him go. Like my man, Big Poppy, behind me here in the picture. Incredible memories, um, and always knowing that you're in the fight. Absolute legend. I wish I had a better way to articulate what I was feeling, but. And maybe that'll come with time and processing. Won't be the last time we probably talk about Tom Brady. His Hall of Fame induction is going to be wild. It's a great career. Absolutely great career. That'll do it for us here on Trophy Kids. Quick podcast, nothing crazy. We are going to have a long-form one come out on Friday. We're working on getting some guests so big time news there potentially coming down the pipeline. Make sure you're following us. We're on an absolute heater right now too, by the way. I have yet to miss a side on a bet in the postseason for football. I'm 11-0 right now. I have had two losses. They're both betting overs um, or totals, I should say, but perfect on the side bets, and let's roll.